And now a System Mastery special presentation. The World of Cinnabar. Introductory Chapter. A reading. In the beginning, 800 million years ago, on a small planet, a mage was born. This mage became the most powerful mortal ever known. So powerful, he was granted godhood. His name was Aridius, the god of hope and command. During his travels across the vast universe and the 100 dimensions, he came upon a small world its natives called Earth. He searched Earth for a race of people who had no deity, so that he might take them without angering a fellow god or goddess. He converted these people to the way of good. To symbolize his power, he created an avatar of his mortal likeness and imbued it with the capability of storing a worshipper's power and making use of it. Then he stood back, but continued to observe the avatar's work. This avatar appeared to all who worshipped Aridius and who were good of heart. It healed wounds and diseases and gave advice to those in need, but it would not appear unless it was truly necessary, no matter how hard someone prayed. The Avatar drew upon the energy of the worshippers to perform acts of power. A few years passed by and the Avatar's worshippers grew in number. Also at this time, Aridius himself was summoned by the Father of All and learned that the gods had entered into war. The powers of darkness had won the aid of the God of Time. This unholy alliance threatened to destroy the universe from the dread dimension of Shadarkim. However, the gods of light were not to be undone. In a desperate attempt to survive the onslaught, they pooled their powers, trapping the god of time, themselves, and their enemies in a temporal suspension that spanned the entire dimension of Shadarkim. So quick and unexpected was the attack, it completely surprised the gods of evil, and it appeared that they were trapped forever. Because of this disastrous event, the demigods and demigoddesses were forced to keep the universe running until, if ever, their elders returned to resume this task. This was an enormous undertaking for them, so much so that at first they could not contain and focus the proper energies. This resulted in a stellar storm that began to ravage the Centiverse, causing suns to go nova, destroying all the planets around them. Within the vast core of the universe, the greatest scientists had discovered the stellar storm and were plotting its future course and vainly attempting to define its origin. When they had determined the storm's path, they made a list of the inhabited planets and sent urgent messages to warn them. Earth received the message five years after the Avatar of Aridius had been found deep in the Amazon jungle. The Avatar, because of its capabilities, was soon acknowledged as a god. Because their gods had not manifested themselves on account of the war, and because the Avatar was a force of good, it seemed natural to worship it. In this desperate hour of need, the people of Earth appealed to Aridius's Avatar. The Avatar replied, I do not have the power to teleport everyone on this planet across vast distances to another inhabitable world. However, I can build you a ship, an ark, that will transport you all safely. So doing, the Avatar used its first portion of its power to pull Mars from its orbit. It then set about hollowing and enlarging the sphere until it had created a world ship, double the size and volume of Earth. The Avatar transformed the excess matter into vegetation and oceans, both interior and exterior. Then the organic electronic network that would control the environment and gravity internally and externally 
was embedded within the 30-mile thick skin covering the world ship's surface. The Avatar named his creation the world ship Cinnabar, after the color of Mars, the planet from which she was first made, and after the color of her first sunset. Within this planet, the Avatar also created a city, with massive engines that would run Cinnabar, with a hydrogen fusion generator to provide unlimited natural light and power to its systems. It named this city the Womb, for it was to hold the seeds of Earth. The Avatar then rested for three months. Legend says that the reason the Avatar created Cinnabar from Mars was because the people on Earth used to fight continually over possession of territory. It decided to teleport the people to a neutral world that had no borders to force the people of Earth to leave behind their nuclear weapons so that they would not destroy this new world. After the Avatar rested, it teleported all the animals from Earth to the new world. It then selected 400 men and women and transformed them into adventurers who were gifted with special powers and abilities. Each class of adventurer had different powers, yet each class was dependent on the others for survival. It created these adventurers to defend the seeds of Earth from potential dangers. During the generations of deep space travel, the Avatar knew that radiation could possibly alter human and animal life. It also knew that an alien race could discover Cinnabar and attack. Therefore, to defend the adventurers, it created a well-protected city for them to live in and enclosed the world ship in a wear storm to protect it during its initial takeoff and while in flight. After again resting for three months, the Avatar used its remaining power to teleport every man, woman, and child on Earth to their new home. Most were transported to the interior of the world ship. It implanted a suggestion in their minds as they were being transported. Work in harmony and survive. Then the Avatar went to sleep for 30,000 years, leaving the commencement of the journey to the people. By the time Cinnabar was finished and ready to take off, the stellar storm was only two months away. But before Cinnabar could depart, a child was born, whose heart was as black as hell itself. The young child was born a mutant. Her powers were unknown and never fully understood. After she was born, she aged to adulthood within 15 minutes. She appeared to be drawn, for no known reason, to the fusion reactor as a moth is to a light. Once in contact with it, she attempted to draw and contain its power, but this proved too much for her abilities to handle. The resulting disaster almost forestalled the launch of Cinnabar. The great reactor was severely damaged. It leaked deadly radiation that filled the center of the world, killing every seed of Earth within it except for 1,500 humans near the Antarctic Tunnel entrance. Had these survivors not crossed the Antarctic and sailed to the Terra Isles, Cinnabar would have been vaporized by the energies of Earth's sun going nova. By the time they reached the Terra Isles, there was only one week left. To the humans it seemed hopeless, and indeed it might well have been, if not for the courage of another mutant named Steel Breeze. His powers were invulnerability and super speed. He ran the distance between the Terra Isles and the Antarctic, and found and entered the womb. He then braved deadly radiation and fought off several mutated monsters until he reached the main control room. There he repaired the damaged reactor within the time remaining. The central computer core had been incinerated and several of Cinnabar's internal systems were destroyed, causing the self-repair system to malfunction on a grand scale. Consequently, the wear storm has never faded from around the Terra Isles. However, the navigation computers all remained intact and the reactor continued to produce enough power for the voyage. 
the internal and external environmental control systems were also all intact, with only minor repairs needed. However, when Steelbreeze started the warp engines, he discovered Cinnabar had been crippled. One engine was damaged beyond repair, leaving her at top speed of one-half normal velocity. At best, the journey would take at least 45,000 years. Steelbreeze nevertheless started the drive and piloted the world ship out of harm's way. Such is the stuff at which adventurers are made. As Cinnabar crawled through space, she was bombarded with various types of radiation. The atmospheric systems on board were functioning only at minimum capacity. As a result, a small amount of gamma radiation was released and mingled with the radiation submitted by the damaged drives and power plants within Cinnabar. This caused the creation of the first Drake-type creature, the Paradrake. This creature was discovered by an alchemist, whose name is known only to his greatest creations, Lord Midnight and the 72-headed Chameleon Hydra. This alchemist created several different species of Hydras and Drakes, intending to build a vast and powerful army. When he finished his last two projects, he found that the family of Hydras were made all too well. They had learned that he was not overwhelmingly powerful after all, that inside he was actually quite weak. In a surprise attack, they dispatched their master and stole his books of knowledge. Using this acquired knowledge, the dominating Hydras, known as Midnight Sunstone Hydras, granted the other Hydras and Drakes the gift of intelligence and established a strict social order. This order lasted for 26,000 years before the Great Rebellion of the Drakes. This rebellion came after the massacre, known as the Purging, of 20 million innocent humans. After the rebellion, the forces of Terra attempted to annihilate the creatures, but without success. This conflict still continues today, 24,000 years later. There have been six different attempts to conquer Cinnabar, two by alien races, three by Dark Lords and Great Evil Powers, and one by a group of evil mages and alchemists who founded the Forbidden City. However, in all cases, their plans met with defeat at the hands of some good adventurers from Terra and elsewhere. After the long voyage, Cinnabar entered orbit around the planet of peace, Shalom, her new home, where she has remained without incident for 5,000 years. Within the last 18,000 years, a genetic plague struck the world ship, affecting all intelligent life forms. This disease severely affected the intelligence of its victims, reducing their intelligence levels to grossly subnormal and nearly destroying all of civilization. A cure was finally found and the plague eradicated. Along with the loss of intelligence was the loss of many historical records. However, the dwarves and a few other races managed to preserve their archives. And so this world exists, with adventure awaiting in every valley. Lost cities are scattered throughout the jungles, and hidden civilizations thrive, just waiting to be discovered and explored. This concludes our reading. Special thanks to Raven C.S. McCracken, famed and totally radical author of The World of Cinnabar. Tune in next week for the System Mastery Review of The World of Cinnabar on SystemMasteryPodcast.com. Thank you, and good night.